Hello, and welcome to a VO's Journey Podcast. My name is Anthony Pika. This show is all about helping the new and upcoming voiceover artists grow their business and sidestep all the crazy things that I seem to step on. <laughs> We're back. We're in a podcast. I know. I know. It's good to be back. We are at episode number 193. I've got some real exciting things to talk to you about. We are going to dive into the nitty gritty of what really, uh, what it really takes to make a lot of money in voiceover. I'm going to I mean, I'm going to strip away all of the junk in this episode, and I'm really going to tell you what it actually takes to make a living, a good living in voiceover right in this episode. All right, let's do it. This is VO's Journey. With your host, the incomparable Anthony Pika. All right. Well, first off, I hope that you have had a wonderful break so far. It is the 30th of December. We have one more day until Christmas Eve. And then 2020 is just another year in the rearview mirror. And thank goodness it can't come fast enough. I'm sure you all agree. (laughs) I'm happy to be getting out of 2020. And hopefully 2021 is just going to be brighter for the world in general. So I want to talk about stripping away all of the mess and getting to the nitty gritty of what it takes to make a lot of money in this business. I think it's so easy to really get sidetracked uh, about, you know, one thing here or one thing there, or I just got to get this, I just got to get that. But I want to talk about a couple things today that I really want you to think uh, for moving into 2021 and what you need to do in order to make uh, a lot of money in this business. And and listen, I, I was sitting thinking about, you know, what, what, how do I really want to talk about this topic on the podcast? And, you know, what would really help you the most? And I think for me, it, it kind of really boiled down to a couple of things, right? Which is, again, getting into the this idea of what does it actually take? Like, what's the, what's the pull back the curtain really take to make money uh, message? And then what are some of my thoughts about, you know, what I'm really interested in moving forward, what I didn't know when I started and kind of things I wish I knew. So let's first pull back that curtain. Okay. And let's talk about what it really takes. And I'm not going to pull punches here. Okay. I want you to really, really know what it really takes. When I first started in my business, I worked six hours straight every single day on this business, Monday through Sunday, from 10 a.m. to about 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning, okay? Uh, Every single day. Uh, I guess that's what, that's, wait, wait, one, two, three, four, I guess that's five hours. I worked five hours, you know, and if I started at nine, it would have been six hours. So about five to six hours straight every single night I worked, and then I worked longer on the weekends for years, And even now I work every single day. I try not to work on the weekends anymore, but that didn't really start happening until, you know, the end of year three or so recently. (laughs) And actually this Thanksgiving was the first holiday that I took a break from actually working 
and voiceover. And then, of course, this Christmas I did. Uh, but this is a brand new thing over the last couple of years. Now, I don't say this to mean this is how you have to do it. But I want to tell you the real, like I said, the real truth behind what I did. Uh, I spent tons of money, money I didn't have. I told you I was going to pull back the curtain and tell you the truth about things. I spent a lot of money throughout these years that I didn't have at the time. I bought equipment on credit. I did things that I wouldn't do now, but I don't need to. But at the time, I, I bought courses. I paid for coaching. I did everything that I could do. And I'm thankful that I did because it's led me to this place. But I did a lot of stuff and I paid for a lot of things that did not come from my earnings because I wasn't earning a lot of money. I submitted demo reels to agencies in California. I submitted uh, demos to websites to accept me. No one would accept me. People told me I wasn't ready to do voiceover. Um, I decided to get residual income. That was my goal. So I started doing audiobooks, royalty share books, short royalty share books, summary books on ACX. Everybody told me not to do that. I got on to Fiverr and I went all in on Fiverr. Everybody told me not to do that. Uh, I, you know, changed around my studio 10 different times. I changed it from downstairs. I moved it upstairs. I moved it back downstairs. I changed the format. I tried to not have a full booth, but uh, something in front of me, behind me. I tried to have all sorts of things while in the meantime, continuously recording for five hours every single night. I was often doing four to six books a week. I was pumping when I first started. Uh, then I got into character voices at Halloween and started doing tons of character voices, evil character voices. I did no commercials, none of that stuff. I literally just did audiobooks left and right and right and left constantly. They actually called me the audiobook guy. If anybody remembers way back when, if you were uh, aware of me when I, around when I was first starting, um, I was like called the audiobook guy because I was just constantly doing audiobooks. Literally. I'm not joking when I say four to six a week. That's how much I was doing. Then after that, I literally decided that I would dive all in on Fiverr. I was going to make Fiverr work. I thought Fiverr was one of the greatest things since sliced bread. And I went for it, you know, and I literally started making tons of money. I did the crappiest work you could ever imagine. I was accepting jobs for $5 that probably no one ever wants to accept, but I did it because I had no other business. I had no other way to make money. I sent emails to customer support and companies like Blizzard and companies like Apple. I sent so many emails to... <laughs> customer support and big companies asking them if they needed a voiceover artist. And it is the, it's, I laugh now because it's the silliest thing to me, but at the time I didn't know. I just, I just wanted to work. I wanted to succeed at something and I was willing to do whatever, even if it was the dumbest thing in the world. 
I, I had seen all, you know, people saying, don't do this and don't do that. And it was like, whatever, I'm just going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make the decision for myself. I see someone over here seems to be having success. Why can't other people? Someone over here is having success. Why can't other people? I literally went all out and everything and anything I could do while I recorded, making sure that not only was I doing four to six books a week, but I was also getting in 10 auditions a night. Literally, I was I was doing as much as I possibly could. All right. Then I got into putting up stuff. Then I got into contacting people through Fiverr. I got into the buyer requests. I got into putting up more gigs. I got into constantly A-B testing on Fiverr, putting up two gigs that were very similar and figure, you know, and changing a few keywords, seeing which one would work, which one didn't work. Um, you know, starting to, then I started a podcast and I started document what I was doing and talking about how I was going to move forward and to help keep me accountable and constantly, constantly in the meantime of all of this doing audiobooks. This is an important thing. And I want to point this out to everybody because I, I can't stress this enough. I, and I work with a lot of people now and every single one of them is incredible and I love them all. But you have to remember that if you don't have work, it's your job to get it. And if you are sitting, waiting around for the best, like the most perfect job to come, it's never going to come. You have to go out, get work. Even if it's crappy work to start, you're working. My favorite thing to say was, yeah, I'm busy. All right. Yeah, I'm busy. I've got work in the queue. I've got, I'm doing an audio book right now. I'm doing three audio books right now. All right. Am I going to make money on the back end? I sure hope so. Because I did a lot of, of audiobooks. And you know what happened? I got better. I got better and better. And then people started paying me for audiobooks. And then they started paying me a lot of money. Then I started doing lots of audiobooks through Fiverr, in which I was paying, being paid industry standard rates. When, guys, I started out not accepting that. I started out accepting anything and everything someone was willing to pay me. Now, listen, I, and I think this is an important caveat here. I don't ever tell someone to charge a certain amount and then be like, that's it. That's what you're going to charge for the rest of your life, right? That's, that's not how it works, right? We start out, we charge a rate that our business can command at that moment. And as our business grows in credibility, right? Our business and the work our business has under its belt grows in credibility. Our price grows. Now, do you notice how I said our business and not us? This has nothing to do with what I am worth. I am worth and you are worth more. And I've been saying this a lot recently and I, I believe it with every ounce of my heart because I hear this all the time and I heard it all the time back then when I started. Oh, you can't charge that. You're worth so much more. Darn right. You're worth more than anyone could ever possibly pay you. Now think about it. We know this. We know that no one can pay us what we are worth. Sure, we might do work for money, but it's our business. Guys, it's our business that commands a price, not us. So what I'm trying to say to you is, is that when you're first starting out, you know what I mean? You like, like take this for a perfect example. Now you might be that person that seeks out at dinner time a place that no one has ever been to and, you know, has no one's ever heard of the name. It doesn't look like they might have all their stuff together because they're brand new. They don't know what they're doing. You might seek that place out. You might go in there. You've got your Pepto-Bismol and you're going in there and you're going full after and you're going to give it a shot. But, (laughs) But most of the time, right, we search for places that we know. 
that are branded, that have a name, that have proven themselves because we can rely on them. Hence, we are willing to pay a little bit more sometimes for that because uh, we know what to expect and we like that we can expect something from them. It makes us feel confident that we are going to get what we are going to get. We don't have to worry about possibly getting something not what we want. This applies to all business everywhere. It applies to relationship. It applies to everything in our lives. Expectations. So what I'm trying to say is, is that when I started, I literally did anything and everything all the time I could because I knew that no one knew me. No one had, I had no, my business had no proof that it could have done, that it's done anything. And to me, when I would say, (coughs) excuse me, when I would say, man, I went on to Amazon, look at, you could look me up. I've got all these books I've done on Amazon, man. I looked like I knew what I was doing because I had done all this work. You know, I, I would have liked to tell you that it was a plan. <laughs> like I planned it that way. But at the time, all I was ever focused on doing was working. I just wanted to get work, even if I wasn't making some buttload of money. Because I wasn't making any money. In fact, I spent so much more money than I made those first two years of my business. It's silly. But now... On the back end, finishing up the four, the, the, we're, fin- I guess the 2017, what? I'm finishing up the, so in February, it will be four years. February 2021 will be four years since I started my business, right? Now I make way more money than I could have ever spent those first two years because I didn't even have a, a, a small portion of what I make now. But I, but at the time, I never even, I'll be honest with you guys, because this is about honesty. I never even honestly thought I would make what I make now. All I focused on was working, getting work, doing work. If I was not working, I, that's, what parent, that's what made me paranoid. Not whether I was working for a royalty share book, but that I wasn't doing something, that I was putting something out there that could possibly earn me money. And see, here's the thing. Today, I make money every single month still from all that work I did way back when. And all the people told me, oh, it's no good. You'll never do it. That's a bunch of bull. I still make hundreds of dollars every month from that work I did back then. But the point is, is it led me to where I am today. So with all that said, all of that work I put in, I'm telling you that is something that you need to do, especially if you want to build your business within the next few years. If you don't want to wait 15, 20 years and you want to build it in the next three, four, five years, you need to put in an insane amount of work. I love that saying because it's true. You, If you want to be in the top 1% of something, then you've got to work like the top 1%. Just think about that. I think it's absolutely true. Okay. Again, I didn't set out to prove anything. Well, that's not true. Actually, that's absolutely not true. I set out to prove something to myself. And I think I've never, I never did that in my entire life and anything else I did. But in voiceover, I did. I set out to prove something to myself. I set out to prove that I could do it, that I could succeed and nothing was going to stop me this time because I had failed on idea after idea after idea. And, and, it, and I was so fed up with failing, that I, I wasn't going to let that happen. And I worked and worked and worked and worked, and I wasn't going to let anything stop me. 
And I realized a bunch of things. I realized I had to prove it not only to myself, I had to prove it to my wife. I had to prove it to her parents. I had to prove it to my parents. I had to prove it to my kids. I had to prove it to my, I had to prove it. I mean, let's look again, tearing back the curtain. We have to prove these things, not only to ourselves, but our spouses, our families, because bless our family's heart. If your family, if you, if you were like me at all, you put, you've put your family through the ringer more than once on crazy ideas or things that you've tried to accomplish. And it might not have worked out well. <laughs> you might even lost a lot of money. All right. And you've got to prove it. You do. And if anyone tells you, Ron, that you don't got to prove it, that's just a lie. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I really don't. But in the end, the biggest person that you've got to prove it to is yourself. And that's what I did. I had to prove it to myself. And I think because I actually, for the first time, was trying to prove it to myself, for real to myself, I didn't quit. I wasn't going to be denied. There was, you know, it's funny. I think back now about what I did then and could I do it now? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know at this point. I think we all have a moment in our life. Right. And I know I've said this before, but I believe it. I think we all have a moment in our life, a moment in time where we exceed all expectations that we ever, you know, that that we ever could have done in the past. Like there's a moment where we are at the very top of our game. And, you know, lightning doesn't strike twice. (laughs) I, I honestly look back and I think, man, I don't know if I could do what I did again. Like if I was put in the same position right now, like could I stay up? Every night, get two hours of sleep every night because I had to wake back up at five, six o'clock in the morning and go to work all day and then come and do it all again. And, and by the way, I know I know I, I, if you're new, you know, I used to put up and take down my booth every single night because we had a very we lived in a very small house at the time. And where my booth had to be was in a main corridor to the kitchen. So like, <laughs> I had to put it up and take it down every night. At about three in the morning when everyone was sleeping. So I had to be super quiet on top of that. So that's also took me another 20, 30 minutes to put up my booth and take it down. So, I mean, like, you know, we all do what we have to do. But what is the measure of your resolve? I say all those things because that's what it takes to be successful. For you to push yourself more than you've ever pushed yourself. And to make sure, please, if anything that you get from any of these things, you listen to me, watch my videos, listen to podcasts, if I can impart any knowledge onto you, it's this, always make sure you're working. It doesn't matter all the time how much you're making, but it matters if you're working. I would rather have something coming in than nothing. Remember, all those people that tell you, well, don't take that job, you're worth more. Really? Are they going to pay you? Are they going to pay you money? Maybe they're going to send you a check this month. I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm serious about that. So really push yourself to be your biggest advocate of getting work on a regular basis, even if you've got no work and you've got to take a cheaper paying job. I'm not claiming to, to charge bottom, bottom barrel rates forever. I'm saying that if you have no work, what good is it that you do you know, eating ramen noodles, waiting out for that one big job that'll come six months later, in which case all the money you get from that one job in six months goes to pay all the bills that you had to pay off in the first place and you've lived a miserable life. It, it doesn't make sense, at least to me. So listen, that's 
that's what I did. That's what I, I focused on constantly was getting work. And like I said, I spent tons of money. I did lots of stuff that I, I messed up. I spent things, money on things I didn't need to spend money on, on all kinds of stuff. I spent money on things like, um, on sites online that were supposed to automatically, uh, edit your stuff and, and master it for you. And you just upload the file and it takes care of you. I, I, I bought so many things, you guys. <laughs> ridiculous because I, you know, and again, I don't recommend you go out and, you know, charge up your, your credit card. I'm just saying that I did all of these things to find the formula. And at the whole time, what I didn't realize was the formula was what I was doing. And that was consistently working nonstop. And it came the first year in voiceover year, you guys year, I only made $800 a year. The first year, I only made $800. Now the students I work with sometimes are making, you know, almost six figures in their first year. But at the time, you know, but I didn't know what I didn't know. So I I didn't have me to help coach me back then. All right. But that's, that's not, you know, some of us don't have that. And even with my coaching, some people don't, you don't always get there the first year. But by God, if I gave up, I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't have the incredible life that I have right now. And I'm so blessed. I'm blessed for you. I'm blessed for the business and the clients that work with me, my family. I'm so blessed and thankful. But it's, it's all a part of us at being consistent and continuously working. Continuously working. Remember, the sum of all of your work is better than one part. So if you constantly focus on just one small part and not the sum, all right, that's a problem. And and don't overthink that, all right? The point I'm trying to make is, is like I said, always focus on working. Always focus on having work, whether it's ideal or not, okay? Listen, I, I hope, I, I don't know, I kind of went intense on you on this one and I, I hope it helps, but... I really want you to know what it really takes to make money. I was going to go into the fact that, listen, you could, you know, I, I told you a little bit about me doing 10 auditions a night on ACX. All right. I mean, if you, if you equal that out, that's 300 auditions a month. I was doing four to six books. I started doing 10 buyer requests. I started doing proposals every day, buyer requests every day, putting up gigs every day, changing my stuff every day, contacting people every day, doing podcasts every day, doing um, posting in groups every day, posting on social media every day, messaging people, emailing. I was doing everything. Some of it was successful. A lot of it wasn't. But every single day on top of all of the books and the work I was accepting for not a lot of money. I was also doing those other things because I was not going to be denied. I was going to succeed no matter how long it took me. And all I needed was one person to hire me. And when one person hired me, I was like, it is on like Donkey Kong. (laughs) That's so, I, I know I'm so, that was, that was, that was cheap and cheesy. The Donkey Kong line, but it's so true. I actually really like Donkey Kong. Have you ever played Donkey Kong? Anyways, please. You can do it. 2021 is your year. Okay? Don't stop. You have to prove it. You have to prove it to everyone and you got to prove it to yourself. You are the most important person to prove it to. And if again, if anyone tells you you don't have to prove anything, 
That's not, I mean, and that, that that's fine. They can say that to the cows come home, but you and I know deep down inside where we don't tell anybody, we got to prove it to ourselves. I had to prove it to myself. And I can tell you one thing, it feels darn good, better than I've ever felt my entire life because I finally proved it to myself that I could do it. And I don't know what that makes me, but it makes me a happy person. It wasn't easy, but you can do it. I promise you, you can do it. I know if I can do it, you can do it. All right, you guys. I felt like saying, thank you, Tony Robbins. Have a good day. No. (laughs) You guys, listen, have a wonderful, wonderful day. If I don't see you or you don't see any of my videos or anything before now and, and, and the new year, happy new year, you guys. Have a great 2021. It's going to be an incredible year. I know it's going to be better than this past 2020. All right. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Take it easy. Peace.